Welcome to Panel Breakouts, mini episodes between Unstable Molecules podcasts, which take a quick peek at early Marvel comics and comic history. I'm Gary Hollingsby, and I've been looking at the comics that fed into the Marvel style and launched its superhero universe in the early 1960s. Recently, I've been looking at the Goodman Company's publications aimed at girls in the 1950s and tracing the influence they had on the early Marvel superhero comics. Patsy Walker's first appearance is in Miss America magazine number two, which had a November 1944 cover date. And she appears in a seven-page introductory story, penciled and inked by Ruth Atkinson, although the, the, the comics historian Trina Robbins suggests that it's actually Pauline Loth. The writer could be Stuart Little, the husband of the magazine's editor, who may have written all the early Patsy stories. But later in the run, it's Stan Lee who writes Patsy Walker, or at least uses the Marvel method. Ruth Atkinson was the co-creator of Patsy with Otto Binder, an early ufologist who worked on Captain Marvel for Fawcett, titles for Quality, and went on to working on the Superman titles for DC. Atkinson also created the long-running character Millie the Model for Timely, who was a popular character, almost as popular, if not more popular, than Patsy Walker. Patsy first appeared in Miss America magazine. And Miss America magazine was a, a mix of a couple of comic strips, articles on fashion, teen advice, cooking and prose stories. It was devised by Otto Binder as a response to the popularity of the female Captain America Timely had created. Miss America didn't remain the focus of the magazine, though. Patsy quickly established herself as Timely's most popular female character of the 40s and 50s and sold somewhere in the region of a million copies an issue. Goodman's company found teen humour mixed with romance to be a popular genre. And Michelle Nolan in Love on the Racks estimates that between 1947 and 1950, they published 14 distinct titles, that's about 232 issues, devoted to teen humour. This isn't counting the working gal titles. Dan Stevenson's old list of comics, which you need to use the Wayback Machine to retrieve, shows that the company published over a thousand issues of Teenage Humour between 1944 and 1973. And Patsy Walker was almost the main seller of all these comics. And Patsy's popularity in Miss America quickly won her own title in 1945. And she spawned six more titles, including A Date with Patsy, Patsy and Her Pals, Patsy Walker's Fashion Parade, and Girls' Life, Patsy Walker's own magazine for girls, which lasted six issues in 1954. And her rival, um, Hedy Wolf, got her own comic in 1957, but it, it was immediately wiped out by the Atlas implosion. Introducing Patsy Walker is tucked away in the second half of the magazine and begins, Meet Adorable Patsy Walker. And we're told in the half-page splash panel that introduces the character, She's not a figment of the author's imagination. Patsy is real. A typical teenager. She's wholesome, mischievous. She's... Why, Patsy and her family might be your next-door neighbour. And the voice of the narrator could be that from a movie of the period. And it's no surprise that this story is a light domestic drama of an ordinary family from middle America. It's much like one of the popular Andy Harvey movies of the time, starring Mickey Rooney. And I think that the young Patsy in the first story has a strong resemblance to Judy Garland, especially in the opening panel. She's a great deal of red hair and a huge blue bow. 
Patsy's brother, Mickey, is told off for being too noisy and disturbing Patsy's revision for exam the next day. She's actually in her bedroom listening to a record by pop star Swoon Strong. Mickey tries to blackmail her, but he gets caught and accused of disturbing her instead. Patsy goes out and sees a billboard advertising an appearance at the Orpheum Theatre by Swoon. In the box office, she bumps into Hedy, a beautiful raven-haired rival, who tells Patsy that she will get a date with Swoon. Patsy's left her money at home and asks her brother, who refuses, and she chases him around for what the caption tells us is three hours, until she crashes into Swoon, arm in arm with Hedy, who showed him, showing him around town. Swoon, it has to be said, is a much older man. When Patsy gets home, She's dejected and speaks in semi-Shakespearean tragic language. And she spends the night sitting in her window, worrying that Eddie will take Swoon to the following night's school prom. The next day, she meets Buzz Baxter, who invites her to go with him to the prom. But Patsy calls him immature and refuses. Buzz, you're a nice boy, but I want a man strong and deep, she tells him. At home, she's still feeling bad and can't eat. Her brother comes to the rescue by showing her an article in Movies and Radio magazine. And five minutes later, she calls on Buzz and they attend the prom. Hedy's there with Swoon. Patsy walks up to Swoon and slaps him about the head, making his wig fall off. He's completely bald on top, um, which sort of ages him even more. And this completely embarrasses Hedy. The final panel has Mickey explaining how that's how he got Patsy to give him the money to go to the movies each day for a week. Now it's all light-hearted stuff. And Patsy's essentially a red-headed version of Betty Cooper from Archie in terms of her rival with Eddie Wolf. And in many ways, she's actually a female variant of Archie himself. Remember that Archie Andrews had only debuted a couple years earlier in Pep Comics 22 in December 1941. Now, Patsy Walker, with the possible exception of Millie the Model, was the longest-running teen humour character for, for Marvel Comics. A major importance in the development of what will become the Marvel Universe is mostly in terms of sales in keeping the company afloat. After the 1957 Atlas implosion, where Goodman was forced into agreeing a 10-year distribution deal with rival National Comics, independent news distributors, and was able to only publish 16 bi-monthly titles. Now, three of these were Patsy Walker, Patsy and Hedy, and Miss America, and they continued to sell by the bucket load. Now, the other element that feeds into the Marvel Universe, Superior Universe, is that of Patsy as a, a plucky teenager faced with the everyday pressures of growing up, of family, money worries, and romantic entanglements. And these find their clearest expression, I think, in the character of Peter Parker. Thanks for listening. Until next time. This has been Panel Breakouts, a mini-podcast about the comics that lay the foundations for the early Marvel superhero universe. (laughs) 